Hey guys, welcome back to Staying Conscious with Meg and Allie. Today we are so excited to bring you guys an amazing badass Reagan Walsh. She is a executive life coach here in Columbus. We had so much fun chatting with her today. We had so much fun. (laughs) And she works with people all over from like LA to... I don't even know where she's Yeah, at, she's spread out. She says she has uh, clients in New York, throughout Central Ohio. Um, she's really just positive and confident about bringing her message across everywhere. Yeah, she works with mostly women, mm-hmm. um, but does work with some men. And she works with them about overcoming just like self-doubt and yeah. overcoming the... Um, pressures of trying to be everything for everyone and women who just feel like they have to do it all in order to be successful so she hates the shoulds which we agree yes we (laughs) hate the shoulds um we also talk about her business and how she has navigated success and navigated failures we talk about who inspires her how she tries to show up in the world and be like really conscious about showing up as the person she wants to be and I loved how she said that she will like just compliment everyone and like try to just spread positivity like what was the quote that she used like something about shitting rainbows oh yes someone someone referred to her as um someone that shits rainbows which is so true she just exudes this positive energy exudes happiness um even in times of struggle she kind of is able to tune down that self-doubt that negativity and really turn up um the truths which I think was awesome and then if you guys stay tuned till the end she's offering a super cool um bonus for uh one of our listeners like a cool contest so we'll keep you guys updated and we hope you enjoy this conversation enjoy guys first question that we start with everyone is what is something that you've been curious about recently and it can be literally anything yeah um so I am really curious about spirituality I'm at this like place in my life well let me backtrack I grew up Catholic and you know used to you know go to church I would invest in bible studies and do things on my own in my 20s and Um, then like life happened and things shifted and I didn't feel like it was my place anymore. And so I'm at this, you know, crossroads in life trying to figure out like, what is my belief system? What is it that I believe in? Um, especially because I have two little girls and, you know, I really appreciated growing up with a foundation and, you know, my parents belief in Catholicism was like so fierce and I really respect that right like Mm -hmm. I really respect when people have something that they know to be true to them Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling a little bit lost with spirituality I felt the same way with Catholicism I was raised Catholic a strong like foundation background and so I do respect that but I've also 
now like is that my story mm-hmm. like is that my belief so I can relate to it's you so tricky yeah. right and yeah. then you want to be able like with holidays yes. right yes. like I want to be able to say we're celebrating Christmas yeah because we're Christian yeah but if we're not right yeah. then I don't want to be somebody that just celebrates things but doesn't believe so I'm trying to get curious and you know I do consider myself a Christian and yeah. maybe there's a different path for me there's mm-hmm. a really great church that recently opened in um, my community it's called short north church and they're just very open and accepting of all people yeah. and i really dig their vibe yeah. so that's where i've been kind of exploring and getting to know cool. the community and i take the girls with me so we'll oh, see cool. but i'm just trying to get curious of like what is my spiritual home because i i really don't know yet and it's a process yeah. too right like kind of figuring out this feels good this doesn't feel good stuff like that it yeah. is such a process yeah yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That is really cool. And it adds another layer with kids, I can imagine. <laughs> I know. Totally. I've thought about that, too, because yeah. I've been on a very similar journey of, like, figuring out my spirituality, and I'm like, I want to know this before I have kids, because yeah. I don't, that's, I, how do I explain it if I can't explain it to myself? <laughs> right. Totally. It's so confusing. And just this past, like, Easter, we were on vacation. I remember we had this beach house, and I was having a conversation about Easter and what Easter means. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. My daughter Maeve said, who is Jesus? <laughs> like that. And I was like, okay, right. So I am okay. totally failing, right? No. Like she, but it was such a great, like the way she said it, like who is Jesus? Cause you know, we don't talk about him a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, that's funny. So it was very, very funny. And those are the moments in parenting. You're like, oh my gosh, okay. like what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah. We're just oh, figuring this out. Yeah. And how old is she? Um, so she's three. Three. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so no filter. I've, I've got some time. Zero filter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think she will ever have a filter, That's just awesome. like based on her personality. Yeah. I love she's that. so fierce. Yeah. It's funny. So you have two girls. I have two girls. So Dorothy is four and Maeve is three. Okay. Um, And they are so opposite. It's crazy. So the firstborn is really. Um, cautious, sensitive, mm-hmm. um, just kind of quiet. And then the second born is wild and does everything on her own, right? Yeah. Like she'll practice putting on her shoes for 20 minutes yeah. and Dorothy just wants you to do it for her. So it's even like their willingness to have grit and solve a problem is different. Yeah. Like Dorothy melts down and Maeve figures it out. And so I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, how can I get a little bit of Maeve into Dorothy? And yeah. then maybe a little of Dorothy's sweetness into Maeve. Like how can you, figure you know, out. figure it out? But yeah. they are their own people. It's pretty cool yeah. to that witness. Is so cool. Yeah. Okay, so one of the next questions that we ask, so for people that, like, aren't familiar with you and your work here in Columbus and kind of spread out, Mm -hmm. what do you do and, like, what's your business here and all that good stuff? Sure. So I am an executive and life coach, and what that means is I typically partner with women. I do coach some men, but my focus really is helping women who are trying to be all things to all people. So Mm -hmm. they might um, have a spouse or they might own a business or they might be raising kids or they might be climbing a corporate ladder. And when you add all of those things together, it can be really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And um, so the women that hire me come to me because they're exhausted. They're trying to figure out like, is this it? 
and hoping that it's not it, that (laughs) they make shifts, (laughs) right? right? And so I help them kind of realign like what matters and why, clear out the noise so that they can focus on truly what's essential for them. And so um, some of the work I do is, you know, more executive coaching in terms of relationships in the workplace and how to thrive at work and get your teams to thrive. And then inevitably, um, we always talk about the life stuff. So what, what are their dreams, their desires? What is their family situation? How are they showing up for their kids and their spouse and their friends? Because, um, something, this theme that I keep running into is that we give everybody at work Mm -hmm. our best and we bring home like the leftovers that no one wants to eat, you right. know, yeah. to family. Yeah. So it's how can you yeah. kind of shift that and give your best to your family and also show up for work. And you do that really by setting like clear boundaries and, and getting rid of this, you know, idea that we have to do and be all things to all people. Yeah, I love that. Did you set out work like with the intention of working with just women? But I did Because that sounds like something very similar that we've even discussed women like giving everything and even my husband and I have talked recently like he's very good at setting these clear boundaries with his work with his personal life whereas I'm they're not so specific Mm -hmm. do do you find that that's definitely like a it's yeah I do think that it's true it's funny because every time I coach a man Mm -hmm. 100% of the time they cry (laughs) and it's because men don't like have or choose to have outlets and so when they have an intimate conversation about their dreams Mm -hmm. right and they've never done that before because let's say if they have a family they're the man of the house they're not maybe going to open up as much to their wife as they think 100% of the time they cry women are so exhausted and um, you know they comfort to me for different reasons Mm -hmm. and the boundary thing is for sure uh, a, a bigger issue with women than men. Yeah, yeah, I can that's see that. so interesting. That, but like you're yeah. creating this safe space for men that they that is not normal in society for them to have to like talk about their emotions and right their and dreams it's judgment and free, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I they don't have to be vulnerable in front of their spouse and say like this is what I truly feel. They're being vulnerable in front of like a stranger who turns into like you know their yeah. advocate and and person their cheerleader um but it's different because they like we do that all the time as women yeah. mm-hmm. we say like I'm feeling hurt mm-hmm. I'm scared I want this I don't know how to get it men don't have those conversations so it's a lot harder for them but when they crack wide open it's yes. like oh heck yeah <laughs> like it's yes. so fun yes and it changes their relationships oh, for right sure. and how they show up and how they lead it's for really sure. powerful that's so cool yeah is there from selfish reasons? So, is there ways that you can like, or tips that you can give women to like communicate with their husbands in a way to kind of like facilitate this like openness? Does that make sense? Yeah. Being newly married, I'm kind of. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine that you guys might know, um, Jennifer Durkin. Yeah. Um, she recently, I saw her out at a restaurant. She's like, I would take my sunglasses off, but my husband and I are having such an intimate like conversation yes. that we're both emotional and I don't want you to see my <laughs> eyes. And she showed me, um, it was a New York Times article, like 36 questions okay. uh, to ask 
you know, the one you love or whatever. And some of the questions have to do with like your dreams and your goals and like your inspiration and all of those things. And I think that article, if you simply Google it, it's a New York Times, like 36 questions. I I think that could be an awesome place to start. That is cool. We're doing this book that our like therapist recommended. Yeah. It's called Eight Dates. And so it's by, is it John Gottman, I think? Yeah. I have to double check, but, and it's essentially very similar to that. So that's interesting where you have eight dates and each date is, um, one is like sex and, um, like intimacy. One is aggression. One is a dreams and inspiration. So it's similar to that. I we haven't gotten there that. yet. So each week we set aside a specific amount of time to go on this date and he gives you questions. You read the chapter beforehand and then you go over these questions and like open-ended, um, ways to like communicate that we hadn't thought of before and it's been really cool to kind of like that. open each other up being yeah. married for almost a year so we're new at this like we have to figure it out yeah. and how smart that you're doing that cool. like with your first year of marriage it's I think cool. that's so powerful yeah because first year of marriage isn't easy ever. No. I thought it was easy it's not easy no and it yeah. never like until you learn how to communicate yes. effectively yes. with each other absolutely you know is something that is hard until yeah. you can crack that code it's not for natural. you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I love cool. that you're doing that. That's it's a amazing. Cool book. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, did you always have like an entrepreneur mindset or like how did you get to this point of like owning your own business and kind of being your own boss? So I grew up in a, a family owned business. So cool. my dad started a business, um, is it before I was born? Yeah. And then when I was five, my mom went and worked with him. So I was raised in a family that had a family-owned business. And I, you know, my first job was sweeping the floors and vacuuming. They served, um, like, peanuts in the shell yeah. at the counter. Oh, yeah. It's a heating and cooling oh, cool. business. Oh, yeah. So these guys come in, and they eat, open their peanuts with the shells, and the shells would go all, all over the floors. And, yeah. So on Saturday mornings, my dad would wake me up early and I would have to go like vacuum up all the shelves, right? But I understood and really appreciated what it meant to own your own business. So, you know, I think when I was 20, I thought like, oh, I'm going to climb a corporate ladder and I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to make, you know, as much money as I can and be this like power player. And then like as I grew up, Mm. I was like, you know what? I just want to like own my life and I want to run my own business and I actually don't care about like bureaucracy right. and corporate ladders and yeah. all of that stuff makes me feel suffocated yeah. um, versus like thriving. So I think it evolved. Like I, I got all of the insight from growing up in a family like mine that was running a business. And then I went to college and thought like, oh, I need to play on these big stages. Right. And then I was like, actually, those stages are not for me. That's well, that's- cool social norms essentially right right like that's what we're kind of like taught to do we've even discussed this Allison and I yeah that you're like supposed to go to school and like get as much education as you can and continue because I like thought for the longest time that I needed to like be a nurse practitioner and like continue to go on and I'm like but wait that's not what I want like that doesn't yeah feel good but how good for you that you realize that because a lot of people just think I need to keep going and going, but like eventually enough is enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so you need to figure out what enough is for you and like what is your motivation? Is it society makes you feel that way or you really want it, right? And if you don't really want it, why would you do it? Like the time and the money and the stress, right? Yeah, Yeah, because I'll even like find myself sometimes like stopping and like questioning and like doubting like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Because 
entrepreneurship can be scary because it's not the norm of like, oh, this is all set out for me. My boss is telling me right. that like this is what I do. I get these benefits. Like everything's already set up. I just like go to work and do my job. So like thinking like now I'm trying to like teach yoga and maybe someday open my own studio. It's like, man, I have to like reach out to these people and be like really vulnerable mm-hmm. and have courage to be like, so this is what I'm bringing to the table <laughs> right. and this is what yeah. I want to bring to your space. Like, is that cool with you? Like, it's just yeah. scary and vulnerable. And at first and- you are asking like apologetically, right? <laughs> yeah. Because you're so nervous. And then people start saying yes. And you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm yeah. actually supposed to do this. But yeah. it does take like a giant leap yeah. of faith to pull it off, right? Yeah. But you know it, like if you're supposed to, you can you feel, feel it, it yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what your daydreams are about. Yes. You're not daydreaming about, <laughs> right. you know, being promoted to CEO right. of a Fortune 500 company. You're daydreaming yeah. about, like, working out of your house and being scrappy and doing what you want when you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was one of the questions that I was, like, curious about. Like, how have you been able to, like, navigate success and, like, being like, oh, my gosh, I'm really actually, like, doing it and, like, believing in yourself and being able to be like, oh, like, I'm actually like good at what I do. This is like what I'm meant to be doing. Mm. Like how do you maybe like push down or like work through that self-doubt or any if you do mm-hmm. have any that come mm-hmm. up, but like how do you navigate the success and being like, "Oh, I'm actually really good at this and this is what I'm meant to be doing." Oh, that's such a strong question. Um it's funny. I, I'm going to take us on a tangent just for a second. Yeah. I had lunch with a friend uh, last week, and she was talking about when she was little, she dreamed about being um, a, a professional baseball player. Mm. And so anytime they would have those conversations in school, what do you want to be when you grow yeah. up? That's what she would say. And eventually kids started knocking down her dream. Yeah. And so we were talking yeah. about self-doubt and that it's something that we learn, but we don't have that. to... Like we can unlearn it or we can take off that cape of self-doubt. So um, I think certainly, you know, I've been, I've owned my own business now for five years. There have been moments of, I will never land my first client. Like for sure (laughs) I'm going to be working. Like my biggest fear is working in a corporation where I have to have a badge and like swipe to get in. You know what I mean? That's like on a retractable cord. (laughs) We That's have like, one. We yeah. get it. Oh, right. <laughs> so you know, we like it's truly my like yes. nightmare. And I've interviewed at places like that before. And I was like, what? I can't do this. Um, so I would have moments where I will never get a paying client and I'm going to have a badge like strapped to my hip. And then I'm going to have to get new clothing because I don't know how you strap it to your hip with like the outfits <laughs> that I wear. Like I've gone down that path. Right. And then I have moments where people send me text messages. It happened this morning. I send out an email twice a month, and a, a somebody I I've read known. It this morning. Oh, well, I really thanks. Like this little blog post. Yeah, I liked it a lot. what you aren't, you know, choosing, yeah. changing, you're choosing. What you aren't changing, you're choosing. So I get this text from somebody who was in my life 15 years ago, and she said, "I want you to know how much your message resonates, wow. right?" And I've gotten a few of those already this mm-hmm. morning, and it's still early. Um, so it's moments like that. You're like, you know what? People need to hear your message, like you're feeling it and it's in your mind because it needs to be said and somebody needs to hear it, right? So then there are moments where you just feel like, wow, I'm absolutely like living in my zone. But certainly there are roller coasters, right? Like you have great wins or you try out for something. It's funny, I recently tried out for like a local 
kind of speaking gig for a women's network and I didn't get selected. The same week, I got hired by Nike to speak. Wow. I felt so bad about getting a local ding that it almost took away from the celebration of the big, like, heck yeah, yeah, this is major. But it's so funny. So you have to really be strong, I think, when you own your own business and to be able to brush those things off. Yeah. Like, intellectually, I knew that I got the bigger thing and that's what matters. But, but still, it, like, hurt. emotionally it stings. <laughs> yes. And so it's like the whole, it's okay to visit Pity City, just don't live there. Like, I visited yeah. it. I allowed myself to feel like, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of embarrassed. And then I moved on and I celebrated my big win. So I think, yeah. you know, that's the whole thing. Like when you own a business, you have ups and downs, mm. maybe every day, maybe every week or every quarter, depending on, you know, what's going yeah. on. But um, it's all worth it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I love that. I do too. I like, I like feeling like, okay, you can be sad and Simi, we've talked to Simi about this too, like let yourself feel it. Right, yeah. because if you don't and you push it away, you push it away, you push it away, then you're not like allowing that moment to just happen. Mm-hmm. Feel it, sit in it, and then move on. And then yeah. move on. And yeah. then don't like keep opening the door. There's something so freeing yeah. about that to me. Yeah. Like liberating. And you don't have to like, worry okay. about it again. Because right. you really, you, you know, it. you yeah. felt it and now you're done feeling it. So now you can go like experience the journey you're exposed yeah. to experience. Yeah. And, and if I you if it huge. didn't affect you, then like you that means like you didn't really care about it and you weren't going after something that you really were excited or passionate about. So it's just like choosing that mindset of feeling like, well, that sucks, but (laughs) um, I'm really glad that I'm going after things that I really want and like trusting that the universe is taking care of you and like, yeah, because you got the bigger gig. (laughs) Right. But I love that perspective that like, if you don't care about it, whether it's a win or a loss, right? Like then you probably shouldn't be doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you should care and you should be Mm -hmm. all in and give it everything. And then if you lose, be okay that you put it all out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's not for you, then don't like, why put your name in the hat and take away from somebody else that really wants it? That's so true. I love that. Yeah. Me too. Um, I think that was most of our last question. Um, but how do you like navigate or like handle negative emotions that come up in your day to day life? Yeah. So when it comes to managing negative like emotions or thoughts in my day to day life, I had a therapist years ago. I still go to her like mm-hmm. if I ever need a tune up, and for whatever reason, I haven't tuned up since before Maeve was born. So I haven't seen her in over three years. Um, But she taught me a trick to, like, you say something bad about yourself. So I am dumb. I will never have a paying client, for example. Um, To catch yourself in that negative thought, like, acknowledge the fact that it's not true and replace it with something true. Like, you know what? I made a mistake and that person doesn't want to work with me. But look at all, you know, look at the hundreds of people that you have worked with. So anytime you say something false and negative, to, like, acknowledge that you've said it, replace it with something that's actually true and then you release it. So it's kind of what we were talking about. Like allow yourself to acknowledge that you talk to yourself that way Mm -hmm. and then release it. Um, Another thing that I do if I find myself in like a negative space is think about like what would my mom or dad say Mm -hmm. if they knew how I was talking to me or if you don't have a good relationship with your parents, like the person that, yeah. yeah, what would your friend say? They would be so heartbroken. And then how would you, you know, if your friend confided that situation, why they're feeling sad or 
that message, what would you say to them? Mm. So I think like taking yourself away from it and thinking about it from a different lens is also really important because, you know, we truly need to have our backs like we have everybody else's backs and it takes some time. But with practice, you can edit. Like I rarely now do that to myself Mm. because I'm so good at like just being, yeah, yeah, replacing it and being real. Like I'm actually not a total failure and a total loser and you know like my you know whatever feel <laughs> yeah. like the worst mom or the yeah. worst wife yeah. I'm none of those things I'm doing the best that I can every day and I can choose to show up differently if I want to yeah I love that and it's remembering it's a muscle right so you have to work, work at it, it. you have to work at yeah. it I also think that that is a really cool way to look at it with like your kids too like if your kids were to be coming to you and like saying those things about themselves like, what would you say to them? And oh, it's my like, gosh. Like, I literally, when I, because I think about that. Yeah. And I think about, like, you know, moments when I was in middle school and would, you know, feel like I didn't have any friends and I had a million friends, right? Yeah. Or moments where you didn't feel pretty enough or thin enough or, like, you know, we know all those oh, things yeah. that we did. Yeah. And I think about my little girls experiencing that mm-hmm. and I literally get choked up and it hasn't happened yet. Like, that, yeah. I should probably go see my therapist for that. <laughs> Like, I am already worried about the heartache to, I mean, yeah, that my girls are going yeah, to experience. And I can't even, because I know that they are perfect yeah. in their ways yeah. with their flaws, right? But that's something that takes, you know, I don't think I truly learned it, truly learned it and embraced it until I was in my 30s. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I don't either. think you can either. And so I didn't want to like offend anybody, but no, you know, no. I'm turning 42 soon. Yeah. And I like truly in my 30s, I still had doubt, and I'm less than or whatever. And now yeah. I'm like, oh no, we all have space, and we're all taking up the space we should. Mm-hmm. If you're not like, then stand up straight yeah. and take it. Um, but there's, you know, you you have to live to learn it, and the thought of my daughters not just instantly knowing mm. it kills me, but they can't know it. But they can't. They can't. Oh, it yeah. makes me so crazy. I'm 30, and I think this journey just started within the last two years. For sure. Yeah. I think Holy for me, cow, my 20s were the worst. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 20s for sure. Below. I'm still like, I'm 28, <laughs> I'm turning 29 in like two weeks, and I'm like, I just can't wait to be 30. 20s like, I feel blow. like the 20s, 20s have been rough. You feel yeah. like you need to, like, graduate, earn a lot of money, get married, have do kids, thi- do have kids, be successful. Do, be successful. Mm-hmm. Like, I went down that trap, and I got married when I shouldn't have, and then I got divorced, yeah. and then, you know, I was climbing ladders, and I was like, why am I doing these jobs I don't even care about? Yeah. And then finally I woke up, and I was like, okay, you can actually live the life you daydream yeah. about. Why don't you? Yes. And so yeah. now I am. Yay, I love that. <laughs> I know. That's but so w- what if we could all do that yeah. when we were 20? Oh, I know. Yeah. I said that to my husband the other day. I was like, man, if I, like, I would be real in Sydney. the same thing <laughs> on her interview. Like, I would be really good at high school or college now. I know. Like, I would be really good at it. I would feel confident <laughs> and I would just own, you know, everything, the trouble and For whatever. Sure. And he was like, yeah, but I mean, it's part of the process. Oh my too. gosh. Just, I mean, can you imagine like how you would walk through the halls differently? Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, even if I still had to have acne, I would like <laughs> hold my head high and not give a, sh- you know? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be care. tough to watch your girls go through that. But uh, I think, I think if you, like, there's, it's not too young to start talking about some of that stuff yeah. and like that self confidence yeah. and. I think showing them by example, like a point, because I remember growing up and like hearing women in my life talk badly about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that just like, 
you learn so much from the people in your life by their actions totally. and by their words. And so mm-hmm. like if they're holding themselves a certain way and like speaking negatively about themselves, like that's how you're going to perceive that's how you should act. And totally. that's how you should be. Totally. And so I think that living by example is the best way you can do it. And I do think there's something different about our society today mm-hmm. that is more open and nurturing with parenting. I don't know. I had Probably. amazing parents. Yeah. But they, so my mother's in her 80s. Most of my friends' parents are in their 60s, maybe yeah. early 70s. So in my mom's generation, you didn't have open dialogue. Okay. No. And sure. like it, it was just different. Yeah. Um, but today, like I can imagine, I will be having open dialogue about things like confidence and self-love and, yeah. you know, standing yeah. up for yourself. And I, it, it's just going to be a different experience. So I'm, sure. you know, hopeful that we can do the best that we can. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But either way, they're going to have a therapist because everybody yes. does. And if they don't, they should. <laughs> that is like the one should that I believe you yeah. should have. Yes. Yeah. Everybody needs somebody. Yeah. Because yeah. you have shit no matter what. Uh, yeah, no matter, no matter what. what. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just to feel heard. The other day I had this new client and we were doing a, a Zoom call and he literally was like blown away. Again, this gets back to men not like normally signing up for this stuff. And he was like, I've never been asked these type of questions, yeah. right, yeah. before he broke down. Um, but everyone should have that outlet of a confidential person that only has your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Have you seen the documentary, The Mask You Live In? No, but it sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Tell me. it's so good. So basically it's about masculinity and it's about men and the way that they're raised. And a lot of it has to do with like men who are incarcerated and like why they get there. And it has a lot to do with like abuse, like physical sexual abuse that like we don't talk about that this has been happening to young boys Mm. and how most of them end up incarcerated and it really opened my eyes and like made me have empathy for these men who are incarcerated and not even just those men but like men in general Mm. who have never been given the space or the opportunity Mm -hmm. to to feel hurt to feel hurt to feel hurt yeah Oh, it's so sad. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Dax Shepard from The Armchair Expert, he talks about it all the time, Mm. and then they just interviewed the um, person who made the documentary. It was a good episode. Okay, I will watch it. I'll link it. That would be interesting for you, working with Nick. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And just to even watch it with Nick, my husband, that would be I know, Eric and I haven't seen it yet. We keep trying, but Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's awesome for men to watch and just be like, oh, wow, like I have permission like I think as women we've been given permission to do certain things but then we've also not been given permission to do things so like I think as people in general like we seek permission to do all of these things and so and isn't it crazy like why are we waiting for permission if like we're feeling some I had a client yesterday who it's a woman and I could tell she just wanted to sob right but she was holding it to hold it holding it together and finally I was like can you tell me what's behind this like why won't you let yourself feel this and she said as a child everybody kind of picked on her because she was the sensitive one and so today she doesn't allow herself to cry I'm like oh girl like if you let that stuff go (laughs) yeah yeah, like think about the space you're going to clear up so you can just like breathe yeah um so I don't know I think it's the way that we're conditioned with parents like just the way that you grow up like you're always seeking permission to do things from your parents which 
is not a bad thing, but mm-hmm. like I think that we just continue that mindset mm-hmm. on into adulthood that like we have to have permission. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've yeah. felt that before. For sure. But now I'm just like mm-hmm. coming more and more into it that like screw this. Like <laughs> I'm the only one. There's no rules. There yeah. are no rules in life. Like yeah. I'm the only one who can yeah. give myself permission to live the life I want to live. Yeah. It's, I do, like, I, I, when I think of Dorothy and Maeve, I, you know, hope that they will be curious and Mm. explore, but then be able to take care of themselves. So that is, like, a big worry of mine. Like, I want them to be financially independent Mm -hmm. and never have to worry about, like, relying on somebody, right? Um, So I I just want them to make (laughs) choices (laughs) so that they can pay their rent and not live in my basement, right? You know what I mean? I want them to launch and really experience a full life. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to create that balance for the humans that you're... I know. ...teaching and (laughs) growing. We'll see. Can you, like, have me back in 18... Well, not even, like, 16, 15, 16 years so we can, like, continue the conversation. (laughs) Follow your guests for the next, yeah, few decades. Um, Okay, so who inspires you? Do you have a mentor who kind of, like, helps you through these things? I have so many people in my life. So I think you need to uh, (laughs) call on different people, right, throughout your life. So. Um, men and women. Um, my friend Miguel is somebody who, like, during my late 20s to even today, was there for, like, every major milestone that I had, yeah. both challenging and exciting. So he's somebody that I called, call upon, like, when I need to celebrate or if I'm up against a wall yeah. and need a fresh perspective. Um, my friend Kelly um, has been the same thing since the fourth grade. Like we've had different oh experiences That's cool. throughout life. Uh, my first boss out of college, her name's Colleen. Uh, she started as a boss and like truly now I consider her a sister. Wow. Um, a, a newer friend that's a real mentor um, and somebody I just adore is Denise Rastari. She was the host of a podcast called Mentoring Moments on oh, Forbes. Cool. And um, I got connected to Denise through a mentor of mine named Whitney Johnson. Denise featured me on Forbes a handful of years ago. And now she's like become a a dear friend of mine. Mm. Um, So I think, and then of course I'm like super lucky. Um, My mom has been like a a source of strength and inspiration. Mm. And just, um, she's so wise. Like I, in her perspective with parenting and and focusing on what matters and, and what doesn't. Um, and then I have, am I going on too long? No. I have so no, many people. That's amazing. <laughs> My friend Diane is a defense attorney. So she oh, wow. um, will defend people who are on death row. And until I met Diane, I had a very narrow focus mm-hmm. or a, a perspective yeah. on like, I don't think these people should have rights. And kind of like the documentary you mentioned, she has opened my mind to realize, Mm -hmm. like, these people didn't grow up in my family. They didn't have love and support and, um, like, all of the basic essentials. These people were abused and neglected and all of these things. That's why they're ending up hurting other people, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't know any different. So Diane has been, like, an incredible mentor in terms of, challenging my old belief system, right? And also um, encouraging me to be bold and brave in ways that maybe I wouldn't before. Mm. Um, And she's a relatively new friend in my life. I met her 
I think right before I turned 40, but we are so close and like truly have each other's back. So I think that's what's interesting is I thought like when I left college, I I have a group of four college friends Mm -hmm. who are just so fun. I get to see them in a few weeks and we get together, you know, a few times a year. And I thought I would never have friends like that again. Mm -hmm. And like who has time to make deep friendships in their 40s or late 30s but it happens right yeah um when it's meant to be so like with Diane and with Denise like all of these people came into my life for a reason um so I would be I don't know where I would be without the mentors and friendships and cheerleaders that I have in my life so like go find your people yeah and make sure to like tap into them when you need it and then lift them up when you when you can yeah yeah that is huge it is huge. Yeah, we've we found each other and we were like <laughs> instantly like, instantly oh, this yeah. is what uh, you're supposed to have is a best friend. Got yeah. it. That's cool. so fun. I mean, it's so true. Yeah. It just makes yeah. life easier. Yes. And the hard part's yes. easier. Easier. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, what do you hope to inspire in others? I hope to inspire confidence and uh, clarity, right? Mm -hmm. So I, if we could all feel confident and clear on what matters to us Mm -hmm. and then get rid of the noise, like think of how, um, how much we would thrive, right? Like I am so over hearing how busy people are (laughs) and I do this for a living, right? But like for the people that I'm not working with, I'm like, why are you so like every, what you aren't changing, you're choosing, Choosing, choose differently. Yeah. Like you, if you want to run the rat race, then go all like go for it. But most people don't want to do that. And so many people aren't really experiencing their lives. And I think that's really sad. So I think my wish is that we could all really step into our lives and enjoy it. while we can because someday we're not going to be here or something's going to happen that's going to shift and so like while we can let's let's really enjoy it yeah how do you practice like or do you have a practice that you like shut out all the noise and like how do you get clear and confident about your decisions or is that something that was just like came over time like we talked about I think some of it is age yeah right so I think the older you get and even like my mentors who are in their late 50s um and some of them are in their 60s like you know they are even more extreme than I am right (laughs) so I think some of it's that and then one of the exercises I use on myself and with all of my clients is the life wheel so Mm. the eight different areas that could compete for your time and energy right so really identifying what matters to you and why is step number one and then step number two is like building in the boundaries to have the courage to not care about the rest so um it's like that muscle right like you can have 10 number one priorities but you're not going to get anywhere right the moment you focus on the thing that matters most is when you thrive yeah that is cool i like that a lot i like the wheel yeah, me too. It's like so <laughs> it's, simple I'm and so powerful. Too. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So separating things into what I need and the changes. It changes. Sometimes it changes throughout the year yep. or sometimes it's, yep. you know, month to month. Right. Yeah. And yeah. being flexible with yourself to know that it's okay. I mean, it's not going to stay the same. Yeah. How are you intentional about how like you show up in the world? I, that is how am I intentional of how I show up in the world? So I, 
can I can I curse on this? Yeah, like, yeah okay, absolutely. So, okay, perfect. It's so hard for me not to say bad words. All of so ours hard. Are like I can't believe it. I. Okay. Yeah. Um, like a friend of mine, when I left my job at Flying Horse Farms, which, as you know, was a camp for kids with serious illnesses. Yeah. Um, she they put together this beautiful book for me, and she wrote like, "You always you're always shitting sunshine." <laughs> so I intentionally. When I see good, I say it. So mm. I intentionally catch people doing good. Um, and it, it embarrasses my husband <laughs> so much because it, doing good or looking good or yeah. whatever it is, like if I'm walking by and you're wearing like killer boots, I am like, hey girl, your boots are rocking. Yes. Like, and Nick will just get so embarrassed. He's like, why are you shouting across the street? But for me, like, I, I can't help it. It's part of my nature, yeah. but I am like intentionally not holding it in. It would be real easy to not give all the compliments that I give or not fiercely tell people. Yeah. Like it could be maybe a little bit overboard because I like want to let no, you know how I incredible think so I think you are, yeah. right? Um, but that's how I like show up. Like if I can let people know how impressed I am by them, then maybe they will tell other people sure. yeah, how I impressed love. Well, they a are. smile's contagious, right? Yeah, so for kind sure. of exuding that out there. Yeah, I feel like it creates like connection. Because every does. time I do that, when I'm like, I think about it a lot when I walk into work mm-hmm. and so many people like don't have eye contact. They just like look down, they look away. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, every time I say even hello to someone that I don't know, like I just feel more connected and it, they smile and I'm like, Oh cool. Like you might yes. be the only person that told them good morning. Yeah, totally. And looked them in the face. Yeah. 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 I intentionally try to get people's names. Like I don't care who you are. I know all of the security people. I know the <laughs> right. woman that does like cleans our offices. Like yeah. I know their names. I try to get to know people. Um, and, and with my clients, I always try to like, I, I do this thing where I like clear out any like excess noise in my head before mm. every client mm. so that I'm fully with them yeah. because yeah. like they're paying me to have like that attention. Right. Um, so it's giving people full attention, full attention, not being distracted by your phone or your I email think that's or huge whatever. Now. It's so important. And I think that's huge. That's so sad. Like, it is A sad. lot of people are on their phones all the time. Constantly. And even for me, like giving myself attention, like just letting myself sit and not being distracted by five other things. If I want to do one thing, edit the podcast, turn off the TV, put the phone away, like be present. Yes. The end yeah. result I always feel like is better. I feel more accomplished when I'm being more present. And yeah. you're faster. Yeah. Right? You yes. get more done yeah. when you're yeah. focused. Yeah. I've learned that a lot from um, Josie's yoga classes. So she says that a lot. Like, it's not to come and just go on autopilot when you come to her class. Right. Like, be in it. Get your mind involved. Like, the last thing you want to do is lose your mind. And so when I'm teaching now and I'm like – I'm very present while I'm teaching because I have to be like mm-hmm. I have to be on for that whole hour and now when I go take a class like I took a bar class this morning and like I could go and this is what I used to do I would still be in my head thinking about like things at home and doing this and doing that well then I noticed like certain little shifts of like oh I'm not like holding my proper body alignment right like I'm out of alignment like if I'm gonna go and spend money and go to a 60 minute class like be there make it count make it count and so then when I'm there and it's like wow this actually was so much better for me because my mind got to 
like almost relaxed because it wasn't constantly thinking mm. about everything else I have to do the rest of the day. It was just like in that moment, I was able to think about like how I'm holding my body, if I'm breathing, like mm-hmm. noticing all of the things that it takes. And it's like, it's not just one thing, it's everything. It's thinking about it all. And so actually being present, it just makes like a totally different experience. It totally does. One way that I do that, and I share this with my clients, is like just for this hour, I'm focused on whatever it is, or just for this minute. Um, And and going from getting there to really being there, it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. That is hard. That scares me, I think, with all the distractions, I think, that are now maybe more maybe I just recognize them more my parents probably dealt with similar things but now I feel like it's so easy to get distracted and um not give myself like the full permission to just be present and do what I want to do yeah (laughs) yeah I you know I ask your parents yeah because I know my mom always says like you know when she raised us we weren't doing all the activities and like we weren't traveling as much and you know life was different um and you didn't always know what everyone else was doing so you didn't have that comparison yeah right right because what are you gonna do like pick up your rotary phone and then like dial (laughs) (laughs) all the numbers and then like by then you know the person's walked out the door yeah um so we talked about intentional like in the world how are you we ask this one a lot, but how are you intentional in showing up in your marriage? Like, is there monthly, weekly oh, yeah. practices that you um, are, like, tied to to kind of yeah make it work? So, um, you know, I am, like, fiercely proud of my marriage with mm. Nick. Um, and I can say that. I mean, we should all say that if we feel yes. that. But yes. I've had a failed marriage. That wasn't something I was proud of, right? Mm-hmm. So with Nick... Um, we do have regular date nights. Sometimes date night means front, like on our front yes. porch drinking a good bottle of wine. So yeah. we put the kids to bed. Yeah. Um, and then we have, you know, three hours. Um, that's why I believe in early bedtimes for yes. our kids. Yes. So we can have, you know, three hours of time just yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, we make it a point to always take trips, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. We've seen a theme, like a lot of couples we know go on friend trips yeah. yeah, and um, I've seen a lot of those marriages have pretty significant issues, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they never spend time cultivating Just the two, the of, two them. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are really intentional about doing that. We don't have a huge social life, and I think that's because um, my husband's in sales, and I, you know, the energy I put into my coaching clients. Um, we spend a lot of time together in the evenings because that's how we just kind of like unwind. regroup and yeah. unwind. Um, yeah. So I would say like weekly dates mm-hmm. and vacations and then truly like just, you know, asking and listening. Like, how are you feeling? What is it that you're dreaming about? Um, we're, we're really good at being present with each other. Um, and recently we were with some family and my sister-in-law was like, where do you guys want to retire? And it's a conversation like we've never talked about because we're always just kind of in our moment. Sure. And like, I don't like, I, we're living a life that we're so happy about. Like we don't want it to That's change. So cool. Yeah. Um, and she was like, cool. I think that you feel that way. Cause she's always dreaming about moving where it's warmer. Cause they're in mm. Chicago where like she hates winter. She yeah. hates it. 
Um, and that's like a real seasonal thing that she deals with. But like, because we're living where we want to, we don't mind the climate. We spend time intentionally together. Mm -hmm. Like we're excited about what we're working on. Like we haven't even thought that far ahead because we are really into the now. Yeah. That's so cool. That is cool. It is cool because in my former life, I was always daydreaming ahead mm -hmm. and now I don't like want to worry about ahead. I just want to like enjoy this while I can. Yeah. yeah. That is good. I read the one of the other blogs that you wrote about like something about the waiting, like enjoy. Oh, I yes. real I real that resonated with me so much because my husband's in residency now. So it's a grueling 5 years. We're halfway in, but so much of it I've found myself like wishing for it to be over, for it to be over, but like when we really sit down and think about it, like we've met amazing people here. We're having so much fun here. Like if I can be in this moment instead of in the future, like I can give it its full glory. Like, yeah, the schedule sucks and we don't see each other as much. But when we do, we can talk about things that maybe we wouldn't have before. I don't know. It's yeah, just. Yeah, you can make it count. Yeah. yeah. And as hard as it is to believe when you're in it, like you will look back on yes. it and be like, oh my gosh, wasn't that chapter? Yeah. Like I even look back on some of my darkest chapters where, you know, like my relationships were falling apart and I just felt like so isolated and alone. But there were also really bright moments mm -hmm. in that chapter mm -hmm. and like really beautiful things that came out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. I and agree. I do look back on it and think how fortunate. Mm -hmm. right yeah. yeah I just got back from Spain I oh, was there for so like jealous. 10 days and it's so cool to come back because like everywhere I go I love to travel especially to Europe I just want to mm -hmm. see all of it but every time I come back and like we've talked about how we want to move out of Columbus and but every time I come back I'm like oh my gosh like there's so much here and I yeah. found myself this yeah. week like being so excited and I might be a little overwhelmed because just like lack of sleep and stuff like that but I'm like oh my gosh I have this lined up and like yeah. we have the podcast lined up and we have like I have dates with friends that I haven't seen in a while and just like there's a new restaurant that opened and I'm like oh my gosh I like I'm really excited about the things going on in Columbus and the things in my life right now and so it's cool to come back from vacation and just be like yeah really grateful for what is the here and now. Yeah, yeah. And I think so often, and I don't know if it's a Columbus thing because mm -hmm. we're in the Midwest, right? Yeah. That people often are thinking about like, okay, where where should I move or what should yeah. I do? And a good friend of mine was exploring like, okay, where should she wanted to move with her boyfriend? And they, they're very analytical, data-driven people. So mm -hmm. they build a spreadsheet. Of course they do. <laughs> and they mapped out all the cities they would live in and all the pros and the cons and all these oh, things. Man. And all the travel they want to do and this and that. And what they realized is for them like why would they leave the community all the things that they love yeah. for like a different landscape they you know the cost of living here is great yeah. and so yeah. now they travel a heck of a lot more but their their foundation and the roots mm -hmm. are here in the midwest and then now they can explore the rest of the world whenever they want to but yeah. not have to leave all of the people sure. and the the things that make them feel like home yeah, yeah. Um, what are you excited about for the future, personally and with your business? Uh, personally, um, we are about to embark on a big project with our house. So we Ooh. live in an urban environment and we've decided to stay. And that's kind of against the norm of, you know, young families. You don't yeah. tend to say like, we're going to raise our family in an urban 
environment here in Columbus anyways, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so we are going to be like doing a two-story addition. Wow. And um, we're just starting that process of like meeting with a designer and doing all that stuff. So it's going to happen this fall. So and fun. I'm so excited. Like it literally <laughs> cool. like brings tears to my eyes. And I'm so giddy because I can't believe like that this dream is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like how lucky are we? So on the personal front, like so jazzed about making the neighborhood that we love and thought like there's no way we can pull this off like making it our thing we're doing it yeah yeah because we're saying like shed the shoulds actually like why do we want to risk moving from the street that we love with the neighbors that we love with the commute that I love my commute to work is four blocks oh my god you know like all of these things the lifestyle that we love walking to get coffee or taking our kids for Mm -hmm. you know cinnamon rolls or whatever it is so we're not going to get rid of any of that we're gonna keep it yeah um so I'm excited about that on the business front I am writing a book proposal and that is due later this summer and I just have this dream of publishing a book and you know maybe it'll happen in 2020 maybe it won't we'll see yeah but I fiercely believe that the story will be told at some time um so I feel incredibly jazzed about that project um and then also continuing to dial up the speaking engagements and the mm-hmm. workshops that I'm doing. It's so fun for me. So yeah. I want to do more of the Nikes around the you know world. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really energized by that with my business. That's cool. That's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, we have awesome. some like quick fire questions, but just like the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. But yeah. before we do that, like where can people find you on Instagram? Oh, yeah. All of that fun yeah. stuff. So you can find me anywhere at Reagan Walsh Life Coach. Okay. So Instagram, okay. Facebook, okay. Um, LinkedIn, it's Reagan Walsh. Okay. Um, if you go to my website, it's ReaganWalsh.com. If you want to send me an email, like I always respond. So it's Reagan at ReaganWalsh.com. Okay. Like awesome. I'm all about yeah, communicating. Yeah, we will link everything all in the, the show info. notes below. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so first question is, what is your favorite book or, like, the book that's had the most impact in your life? The Power of One. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've heard of it's it. It's this amazing story about, like, apartheid and a boxer. And I used to do Muay Thai boxing. Huh. And before I did my first fight, I, like, read this book, and it's really stuck with me. Cool. Power of One. The Power of One. Okay. Favorite food or drink, like a super yummy drink you've had recently, or your favorite meal that you've Like, had I'm an eater and a drinker. So, <laughs> in the winter, so it's a Manhattan. Yes. In the summer, Ooh, it's okay. a margarita or a really oh. great. I'm all about the icebergs that they put in okay. at Seventh Sun, which is a frozen Paloma in a beer. I've heard of someone it's just like told me about changer. that. Yes, it changes your life. Last I can't week, stop dreaming told about Eric it. Eric and I about it, and we have been trying to go. You need, need to, to just go. go. Okay. Like yeah. I like had one, and I literally can't stop okay. fantasizing about the Paloma person. in a beer. <laughs> um, and then food, all the things, right? Like yeah. I am into healthy eats and the Rossi pepperoni pizza with garlic oil oh. on the crust. Oh. Yeah, I've never been. I've to never Rossi. been to Rossi either. It's right on Nick. <gasps> really? Yeah, oh. and it's our like neighborhood joint. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's walking That's distance so cool. from our house. Too. Yeah, you okay. need to go. We Date too. night. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I love this question. Favorite song or one that you have not been able to get out of your head recently? Oh my gosh. So the getting out of the head thing. <laughs> um, my daughter Maeve loves that song. Shut up and dance. Uh, yes. And it's like on the, repeat all the time. Like literally all the time. I don't know, I don't know time. if I know that one. 
Um, the one that's like, shut, shut up, up and, up and dance, dance with me. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so that is that's in cute. my head and not for good reason. <laughs> it's not my favorite song. It's my three-year-old's favorite yeah. song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that works. That counts. It's yeah. the worst. So I mean, worse. the song was fine. It could be like Frozen or. Yeah, you know, you're right. We have it's the shark. Being in Peds, we sing Baby Shark. Baby Shark all the time. Mm. Yeah. And Moana has been imprinted in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Although, so my favorite song is Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, it's nice. like a song that takes me back to childhood yes, and yeah. building forts. And I grew up always listening to the music of my siblings because I'm the youngest of yes. six. So you listen to what they're So I listen to what they listen to, to mm-hmm. which um, I appreciate now. But there were moments when, like in high school, when I didn't. Yeah. listen to the same music as my peers yeah. and I was like what am I missing out on and they thought I was weird but that's okay I yeah. love that about music I can listen to a song and literally go back to when I first heard it or a feeling yeah that's I mean I, I was eating so Hershey's much. miniatures in a fort listening to Thunder Road <laughs> on a, uh, on a tape recorder <laughs> yes. oh my gosh <laughs> not even a recorder. CD on a tape recorder <laughs> I had one I had a I tape too. so yeah. good I used so to good. like tape record the radio Yes, and oh, for sure, to yeah. hear your favorite song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. How else were you going to hear your favorite song? Yes. Right. <laughs> Unless you had money to go buy no, a cassette yeah. or a compact disc. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so crazy. funny. Um, what is your favorite time of day? I Like, I love early like I love morning coffee in the morning on the front porch or wine in the evening on the front porch so it's the beginning and the end where I'm just like this morning I got up and I um, had coffee by myself Nick got out of the house early because he had a work trip the girls were still in bed and I just love that first like 10 minutes of solitude or the last 10 minutes I love that I agree yeah. Speaking of coffee, how do you drink your coffee or tea? I drink, most of the time I drink black coffee. Mm. Um, when I am treating myself, like treating meaning I'm going to go buy coffee, yes. <laughs> not like, you know, uh, then I will get um, an iced oat milk latte. I'm obsessed with oat milk. Yeah. It's, right why is it so it's good? I, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> and in the winter I'll get it warm, but like I, they'll inevitably so good 50 percent of the time i go to my favorite coffee shop which is mission coffee okay, okay. i haven't been there yet. oh it's i love oh, it it's just like okay. you know the place where it's like home 50 percent of yeah. the time because of oat milk's popularity they don't <laughs> have out it. and then i'm always like you know we have almond milk i'm like who wants almond <laughs> milk? drinks almond milk like now. gross it doesn't taste good and so then the other day, like, I had a sympathy, like, give me regular whole milk. Yeah. And it just didn't, it no, wasn't what I wanted. Same, yeah. So then I'm either, like, a cold brew or a black coffee or an oat milk latte. Um, Fox in the Snow actually has a really good oat milk latte, too. Oh, I didn't know they had oat milk. They do. I now. didn't know they did it's either. It's new. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will so. go there this weekend. My kids, like, each eat, you know how large those cinnamon oh, rolls are? Oh, they're as big so. as their heads, Yeah, sure. And they eat the whole thing. <laughs> I love it. Can we get another one? I'm like, seriously, no. no. <laughs> you can't. It's so good, though. Um, we, we do love food. So yeah. what's your favorite kind of cheese? If you. I think cheese. I love cheese. Um, and I it's so hard for me to discriminate because I love, like, the saltiness yes. and the firmness <gasps> of, like, a pecorino. And then I love, like, a great goat cheese with some yes. sort of, like, fig spread. So my answer is both. Yes. <laughs> all, to, all cheeses. All yeah. Cheese. I'm not what into like you? cheese whiz. No. no. Yeah. It's fair. Or oh, like the nacho what cheese. What is that? What is that? What is it? It's not real cheese. Yeah. It's not real cheese. So yeah, I'm not into things that are labeled as cheese, but are not, not real cheese. cheese. Yeah. Fair. yeah. Fair. Same. And it probably depends on which wine you're drinking. Probably. What about you for cheeses? Am I allowed to ask back? Yeah. Yeah. So 
husband introduced me to this. It's like a sharp cheddar with like crystals in it or mm. something. It's like a. I still I need to, to try. I that. have to get the name of it. I'm not sure, but we splurge on cheeses, I and that. I love a good blue cheese. Uh huh. I love a good goat cheese. I'm the same as you. I, I don't know. know if I could choose a favorite. We just yeah. enjoy talking about cheese. Do you go to yes. the cheese shop in the North Market? Um, I have. We yeah. have gotten cheese there. The um, cheese section at Whole Foods is phenomenal. Yeah. And then yeah. we also get olives to go with it. I, I love mean, that. Yes. Um, there is a French cheese called, I think it's called De Fenoise, maybe. Mm, okay. Or uh, you know, I'm going to butcher it. Is it, it. soft? It's soft. Okay. And you need to s- seek it out. It's okay. like you could eat a whole wheel can of it. Can you get it at North Market? Yeah, for sure you can. Okay. And probably Whole Foods. I need okay. to get the North Market I think. one. I haven't been oh, to that. Oh, theirs is very good. Wh- which My one? Favorites, the North Market one. Oh, yeah. I haven't been to that one. My favorites are halloumi. It's a sheep milk cheese that you like melt. So you like pan fry it. Yes. Does it come in kind of, is it like kind of square block. or like a block? Yes. Yeah. I've had that. It's it, so good. It's so good. And then the other new one is I love sheep milk cheese. It's mm. my favorite. Um, Manchango. Oh, oh I love right. Manchango. <laughs> yeah. I remember where I was yes. the first time I had it. I was like, what is this beautiful cheese? Yes. We had a girls' night. We had a girls' like wine yes. and cheese night. And, totally and I was pro, like, what is this over. cheese? Yes. That is so funny. Yeah, it's so good. I was at, I worked at an agency called Ology uh-huh. back in the day, and they had a chef. Like, we would have lunch. Mm. And the chef was, you know, this amazing woman from um, Sicily, and she would introduce us to fun new foods. And Manchango cheese was one of those things. Yeah. I remember being in the kitchen trying it. I was like, oh, heck this yeah. This is so good. All day long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beach or mountain? Yes. I know. <laughs> Same. I mean, the air in the mountains, but I just, like, love... I could sit and watch the waves forever. Yeah. So I guess if I had to choose, I would choose beach. Okay. But I don't want to choose. Okay. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> and lake. I want to put a lake there, too. Yes. So yeah. I want the, yeah, environment where I can have all of them. All right. of them. Um, what is the favorite place or like most memorable place you've ever traveled? So there's an island called Vieques. Mm. It's um, in Puerto Rico. So you fly to San Juan and mm. then you take a little puddle jumper a few miles off. And um, like when you said beach or mountain, like all I can think about is the beaches there. Okay. So it's just this like quiet island. It's starting to become more developed mm. and more popular, which is, you know, always of course, how they disappointing. <laughs> um, but when you go, there's just like wild horses. And actually a lot of them I learned on my most recent trip aren't wild but you think they're wild but the owners just let them like roam wow the village yeah. or the the island so I don't know like if you need your horse I don't know like how you find it um but it's so funny like you'll go there I used to go that on solo trips there a lot and Nick's been with me a few times as well but you go there and if it's during the school year like you might see a kid with his backpack riding his horse oh to school oh, wow. I'm like oh my god like in America could you imagine yeah, no. a mom just saying like okay don't forget your lunchbox yeah, and like get on your horse in your in second grade but like it's just the coolest island okay. it's really my cool. favorite place I want to check uh, it out yeah I do too yeah um what is like one fear that you've overcome one fear that I have overcome I think um like personally I practice Muay Thai so getting over the fear of like fighting yeah. and getting punched in the face oh, wow. was really big yeah um, and then I think with my business, like fear of asking for what I'm worth. Mm. And that 
I know like, especially for women can take a lot of courage, um, and not wavering. So I think, you know, there's a personal and a professional fear. Yeah. Those are perfect. Those are cool. Well, thanks. Thanks. Anything else you want to add? No, this was so fun. fun. I love this. This is so fun. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys are so good at this. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the end of this podcast with Reagan. Um, We are so excited to announce our first um, contest, I guess, our free giveaway, Allie. Is that how you would say it? Okay. Yeah. Reagan has been so kind to um, offer a giveaway for her nine-week program. It's for any woman that is just feeling overworked, overwhelmed, um, to help her stop saying yes when she really means no, break through barriers of fear and perfectionism, um, and finally just show up for herself. So we're really sounds excited. amazing. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, do I need this course? Um, yeah, so we're really excited. We are going to post the link down below in the show notes but what you'll have to do is follow Reagan on Instagram and follow us on Instagram and then tag a friend and she will give away um, two free courses to or like one course to each person for two different people that's amazing awesome well we're excited to bring this to you guys hope you loved this episode um, and Like always, please click subscribe. Feel free to share this. And we can't wait to see who wins. Yeah, I'm excited. Bye.